0: Hi, I'm Wayne Heinson, the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. One thing I've learned across many years of ministry is when you feel like your back is against the wall, when you kind of feel like everything in front of you is just mountain after mountain after mountain after mountain, when you feel like everything around you is closing in, if you've ever been in that moment in your walk with God, you will know that that is the precipice. That's the moment before the Holy Spirit does something and there's a breakthrough. Because that seems to be in many many uh, instances when the Holy Spirit actually speaks and when he moves is when we feel like we're backed into a corner. And it's really something um, for much of last year um, that Jackie and I had experienced, as had a lot of people. We've kind of feel, you know, physically locked in, um, but maybe, you know, spiritually or mentally um, or even emotionally. And last year, to be honest, um, is, was a very tough year. It was a very tough year to pastor a church. It's really hard to pastor people when you can't go and visit them when you can't sit down in the same room when you can't lay hands on them to pray that's a really tough season to be in in terms of pastoring a church and many pastors around the world say the same thing it's been one of the most challenging times to kind of shepherd people when you're at a distance Trying to keep people connected when we're locked down is really challenging. And I remember sometime last year, I don't know when it was, I was up here having, uh, doing some grocery shopping at Coles, and I saw someone from church. And normally you see some from, someone from church, and so you go up and you have a chat. My kids tell me if I take them out with me somewhere, just yesterday we were out doing some shopping, they said, Dad, if you see anybody, don't stop and talk to them. I said, what do you mean? They said, you do that all the time. You see somebody and you stop and you talk to them. I said, that's a good thing to do. Like, you know, They're like, no, if you see somebody, just keep walking. <laughs> so if you were at the shops yesterday and you saw me and I didn't see you, just know that I love you very, very much, but I was under strict instructions to keep moving. All right? But I was at the supermarket and so I chatted, you know, someone there from church and so you'd normally go up and have a chat, but I've got to stay a metre and a half away. And so I'm having this very distant conversation, and I'm just thinking, this isn't natural. This is not how God has made us to be. We're very much relational people. And it was just weird trying to have a conversation that way. And I think we can probably all agree that, you know, things over the last couple of years have changed. You know, now we're in church, we've got to wear face masks. We've got to, you know, make sure that we're socially distant and all those kind of things. But as we get into today's message, I want to remind you that something hasn't changed, and that's the goodness of God. Someone hasn't changed, and his name is Jesus. So everything around us may very well have changed over the last 18 to 24 months. But I just want to remind you as we head into the message that God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, our Bible tells us. So it's important truth that we need to hold on to. But one of the things, you know, as we headed towards the second half of last year, uh, one of the things that God started doing was stirring this thing in our spirits for Jackie and I. And it was something that was new. We've had that stirring before, and we look forward to it, but there's also kind of a bit of hesitation because it's like, right, where are you taking us, God? What What do you want us to do? Where do you want us to go? But this sort of new sense of stirring that we had wasn't anything that we had experienced before. It was this overwhelming sense of expectation for the year ahead. So this was last year, so we're talking about 2022. It was this overwhelming expectation for what was going to happen in 2022 and beyond. And it was an expectation of a new thing. It was a new thing. And... Um, God was about to unveil it. And I mentioned last week, as we finished last week's message, about that um, Holy Spirit shot of adrenaline. And it was a bit like that. Jackie and I were getting a bit weary towards the end of last year with everything that was going on. And it was like that Holy Spirit shot of adrenaline that kind of like pumped us up again and went, "Okay, okay, let's go into next year full of expectation for what we believe God wants to do. And I hope that's how you very much have started this year. So what I want to do is I want to share a message that comes out of that season and just a couple of lessons that I've learnt. And the message is called Harnessing Expectation. Harnessing Expectation. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Can I take you into the Heinzen household around about October every year? Because what happens as Christmas approaches, my kids start handing me bits of paper And on those bits of paper are the presents that they would like for Christmas. Generally, it starts with half a page. And a regular occurrence would be, oh, Dad, can I just have that list back again? I've got to add a couple more things. And then one page fills up and sometimes they'll go to a second page And they have this list of, you know, what's actually going on. And some of the things they ask for are quite reasonable. So they'll ask for Lego, they'll ask for toys, uh, stationary items are pretty popular. This year on the list, there are a lot of chocolate and ice cream. I don't know why, but that was on the list. But then some of the requests are not necessarily what you would expect. And so my three-year-old Cohen, who can't write, He had his sister, Ariella, help him with his Christmas list. And there are a few things on there that you'd go, "Okay, that makes sense. But at three years old, also on his Christmas list, was a phone and a TV. At three years old, a phone and a TV. Now, I was a little conflicted as I read through his list because I'm thinking, I love his sense that nothing is off the table. You know... Oh, there's that. I like that. I'm going to put that on my list. So he kind of, you know, had this, this expectation that anything could go on his list. I'm surprised he didn't put a new car on there or a house or something like that. Maybe that'll come at next year's Christmas list. But he didn't allow budget or anything like that to stop him when it came to his Christmas list. He didn't allow those things to influence his expectation. Sadly, though, there did come a time when we had to sit down with little three-year-old Cohen say, look, buddy, the TV and the phone, they're not going to happen. We're going to have to cross those off your list. And he was okay about it. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. I guess he figures there's 20 other things that were on his list. But it got me thinking, whether we're three years old or whether we're grown adults, we all have expectations of some sort. We all develop expectations in our life and a lot of times those expectations are formed automatically we don't think about them and they might be part of our upbringing they might be part of where we're at in life at any particular time but often they come about without conscious effort and so what I actually want to do today is I want us to think a little bit about where do they come from and where are our expectations actually grounded because sometimes they come out of a flaw in logic So a three-year-old says, oh, I need a TV. That logic is flawed. Sometimes, though, they come out of a bias of hope. So we can have a bias of hope, okay? Or maybe it's a bias of desire. So we want something so much that we expect that. Sometimes we get our hopes up, but it's actually based on a false premise or... We, we misread the evidence which is before us. Okay, so we need to make sure that our expectations are harnessed correctly. Because if we don't, we're going to get to a place which is problematic. And we're going to create troubles for ourselves. Because expectations in themselves are natural. They're part of our DNA. They're part of what God has put inside of us. But how we harness the expectations will actually determine what happens with them, okay? How we harness them. Because not all expectations are good, and not all expectations are reasonable. And more than that, not all of our expectations are godly. And so I want to take a dig through scripture and see what it has to say about expectations. All right. They're mentioned right throughout the Bible. Um, I've picked out a couple for you this morning. The first of those comes from Romans 8.19. It speaks about the expectations of redemption. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. That's a positive expectation. We're waiting in eager expectation. But if we go to somewhere like Hebrews 10 27, there's also, for those that continue to turn away from God and sin, there is also the expectation of judgment, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So I said expectations can be good, expectations can also be at the other end of that spectrum. And then if we think about Jesus, he told us To expect his return. You must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. He told us, I'm coming back again. We don't know when that's going to be, but the expectation is that he will return. Okay, so there's just a couple of examples that I've taken out of scripture for you when it talks with regards to expectation. But what I actually want to do today is I want to spend time on one verse and one verse only. And that comes from Proverbs chapter 13, and it's verse 12. When hope's dreams seem to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Isn't that a great verse? Speaks to where we are in life. It also, as we're going to see, it speaks to two types of expectations. The first is the expectation that is delayed. Okay, and that tends to be the one that we can struggle with the most. But it also speaks of an expectation that is realised. And that's the one that we love to celebrate. The thing is, we have both of these in the lives that we lead. All right? If you're taking notes, I've only got two points for you this morning. And I know what you're thinking. Two points means it's a short message. I am hopeful it is a short message for you today. Point number one. Expectations may need adjusting. You may need to adjust your expectations. And the first part of that passage at Proverbs 13, when hope's dreams seem to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. Almost a year ago, I celebrated my 50th birthday. I know what you're thinking. I don't actually. But (laughs) I don't think I want to know. But the thing is, I had grand plans and expectations for how I was going to celebrate my 50th birthday. My family and I were travelling to Alaska. We were going to rent a motorhome and we were going to travel around the roads of Alaska for two or three weeks. We were going to enjoy nature. We were going to enjoy some wildlife. Hopefully we were going to enjoy each other's company. Alaska is one of two states in America that we haven't been to. So I was able to cross that one off the list. We so desperately want to go there. And I thought, to celebrate my 50th, what better way to do that? But then, as we were sort of, you know, looking forward to that and planning that and thinking about it, something happened. A little thing called COVID-19 hit. And the world got turned upside down. So I had to adjust my expectation when it came to how I would celebrate my 50th birthday because the expectation that the family and I would be in an RV travelling through Alaska for a few weeks was no longer a possibility at that point of time. What had actually happened? What had happened was there had been a delay in what I was hoping or what I was expecting. And I could have and there were moments when i did allow it to become depressing because it's one of those things you know that we were really really looking forward to but i had to adjust my expectation and so how did i actually spend my 50th birthday drinking a coffee a coffee at chilled cafe in morisset <laughs> i know now, there's a story behind that, and most of you know it. But as enjoyable as that was, and I mean the company, not the coffee. I definitely did not enjoy the coffee. Maybe on my 60th we'll do it again, but every 10 years I think I can, can uh, drink a coffee. But enjoyable as that experience was, it wasn't how I expected to be celebrating that milestone, But if I was still holding on to and being depressed about and complaining about, well, I couldn't go to Alaska for my 50th birthday, that's not healthy. That isn't going to help me move forward. And so I had to adjust my expectation. And maybe you've experienced the same thing. Maybe during COVID, there's people that had plans and those plans got paused. Or those plans got cancelled. But maybe it's not a COVID thing at all. Maybe it's something else that has derailed your plans. Maybe an unexpected bill come in. And it's really turned things upside down for you. And it's meant what you were expecting now has to be adjusted. I know someone's car broke down recently. And... They've had to change expectations for where they're at in life. Maybe it's a sickness that pops up and it means your expectations need to change. I know for Terry and Jenny, when Jenny got sick, their expectations were adjusted. I know for my mum and her husband Bob, when she got sick, they'd expected to be travelling around Australia in their caravan for years but they had to adjust their expectations. I expected to be in Alaska for my 50th birthday, but we've adjusted those expectations. For now, what it actually means is next year, when Jackie turns 50, we're gonna plan to go to Alaska. So we haven't stopped, we haven't just discarded something We've adjusted the expectation dependent upon the circumstances we find ourselves in. And that's something that we need to consider. Things might not have gone according to your plan. It might seem like God is slow in answering the prayers that you've been praying. It might seem like the the door is not opening, that door you've been praying into. It's just not opening. I know all of those things are more because I've been there and I've done that. But I want to encourage you not to let that get you down. Don't let it colour your view of who God is and his goodness. Okay? As I mentioned last week, trials and challenges will come our way. We sang a song this morning that trials and challenges come our way, but Jesus is still sufficient for us. Okay? They're going to come our way. But we just need to make sure that those trials and challenges don't stop us from looking forward with expectation. Okay, We've got to make sure we do that because the future is good. What is ahead is good. And so rather than looking backwards at an expectation that has been delayed, let's look forward to an expecta- with an expectation for what God wants to do. Here's how it talks about in James 1, verses 6 and 7. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Can I paraphrase and say you must look forward with expectation, not look back because things didn't happen as you thought. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you might need to adjust your expectations. That is point one. Point two this morning. Don't dilute your expectations. Don't dilute your expectations. Because sometimes what we do is we allow past disappointments or even disappointments from today, but we allow them to dilute our future expectations. So God didn't do this in the past, therefore we're not expecting him to do that again in the future. That's what I mean by diluting our expectations. But when we stay close to God, when we stay close to him, when we hold on to him, when we stand on the delayed promises, what does the second part of that proverb tell us? It tells us When at last your dreams come true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. That's the second part of that proverb. And I love the certainty of the words that are used there. Words like when, words like will. There's not an if. It doesn't say if your dreams come true. It says when at last your dreams come true when at last what you expect has come to pass. See, there's a certainty in in the things of God. And that's what I love about that. That's who God is. He's our firm foundation. We can place our expectations in him and on him. When we harness our expectations incorrectly when we place them in things or people or beliefs or anything else that's not from heaven, we only set ourselves up to be disappointed. Because at some point, you will be disappointed. And sadly, what actually happens is those disappointments from the past actually impact the expectations that we have for the future. We can blame someone, we can blame something. Often people blame God. Oh, God didn't do this, so I'm not going to trust him anymore. I'm not going to expect anything from him anymore. But sometimes, do you know what? Sometimes our expectations are unreasonable. Sometimes they're self-serving. Sometimes they're not from God at all. Sometimes it's just what we want. And I don't know that God will honour that. So here's some examples. We can look backwards and we can think God didn't answer that prayer so God isn't good. We're diluting our future expectation because of what has happened in the past. We begin to wonder if God's actually hearing our prayers and sometimes we can wonder does he even actually care for us at all? And You can look back over the last couple of years and go, wouldn't that be reasonable for some people to say, well, God doesn't care. Look what's happening in the world. Sometimes, you know, when we're sick, we can look back and go, well, God didn't heal me at this moment of time. So a verse like Isaiah 53, 5, that says, by his stripes, we are healed. We go, oh, that's not true. Because what happened here? This didn't happen. This loved one passed away. And what actually can happen, so much so that when sickness comes on our path again, because we have no future expectation, we just settle for that. We settle and we go, oh, sickness is just part of life. So we don't pray with expectation. We don't pray with belief. When not pray on the truth of God's word, we just settle for a lie that the enemy wants us to believe. That sickness is just part of what we have to endure. That's the danger when we allow past disappointments to dilute our future expectations. I don't want you to do that this morning, church. Don't rob yourself of the fullness of God's love and his mercy, and his grace, and his forgiveness, and his understanding, and his goodness, and his etc., etc., etc. Don't rob yourself of that. That's what's ahead of you. There's power in pain and disappointment. Let me say that again. There's power in pain and disappointment it can be good or it can be bad it can either take you out and create discord in your relationship with Jesus for many what it actually does is see them walk away from him sadly it can do that or it can take you upwards and onwards It can move you towards that sweetness that it talks about in that passage. That sweetness of that dream coming true, those promises fulfilled. How you harness the pain, how you harness the expectation is going to determine what your future looks like. And so some verses for you that speak to that. Proverbs 23, 18. Your future is bright. You received that this morning? Your future is bright and filled with a living hope that will never fade away. That's why you can look forward with expectation to the goodness of God. Because your future is bright. In this context, when it talks about living hope, I want you to think about it like this. It's a positive expectation ...of something good happening to you in the future. Cohen had a positive expectation. His expectation was that mum and dad were going to get him a TV. Sadly though, it wasn't an expectation that was grounded in a promise from mum or dad. It was just something he decided he wanted to have. And so he was always going to be disappointed... We'd never told him he was going to have a TV. We'd never said, you're going to get a phone at three years old. That's much too young in our household. There'd never been any conversations along that line. Cohen had just decided, that's what I want for TV. Uh, That's what I want for Christmas. So that's what I'm going to get. But sometimes we can be like that when it comes to God. Sometimes we can pray for things that aren't good for us. So our expectation is not from God, but it's from us and our flesh. Sometimes we can believe for opportunities that our Heavenly Father hasn't ordained. I've been guilty of that one from time to time. Sometimes we can try to force open a door that God's keeping shut and that's for our protection. But we try and force the door open. Sometimes we can go ahead of God and the plans that he has for us and that never ends well. When we do that kind of thing, what we're doing is we're creating our own expectations, false expectations, faulty expectations, and it's only going to lead to us being disappointed because that's what happens. No matter how well-meaning they are, faulty expectations always lead to problems. They just do. That is why our expectations need to be harnessed in the truth of God and his word. That's how we harness it correctly. They need to come out of that intimate personal relationship that we have with Jesus. Psalm 62.5 puts it this way. My soul, wait only upon God and silently submit to him. For my hope and expectation are from him, grounded in the truth of who God is and his word. When our hope and our expectation is in him, and we know that he has never failed, and we know that he keeps his promises, then it's so easy to trust God and look forward in expectation despite anything that's happened before. Everyone in this room, everyone that is with us online, we've all gone through stuff that if we had the choice, we wouldn't have gone through it. But when our expectation is in God, then we can look forward for what is ahead. We can trust God and his plans and his purposes. We can expect nothing but the goodness of God to be with us. But it has to be grounded in him. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. He's stamped yes on the promises of God. The yes of Jesus. And it's not one of those ink stamps that wash away. It's a permanent stamp. His promises are Yes. So in everything, we can look to God and we can trust him. It doesn't matter what it looks like when we look to him. His promises are absolutely sound and our expectation in him builds our faith. In fact, faith is actually that expectation that we have in God fulfilling his promises. We can expect God to do exactly what he says he will do. Psalm 19.7. Puts it this way. God's reputation is 24-karat gold with a lifetime guarantee. The decisions of God are accurate down to the nth degree. 24-karat gold, if you know anything about finance, if people want security in terms of investment, they invest in gold because it's solid. But there's also a lifetime guarantee. I don't know about you, but I love that there's a lifetime guarantee on the promises of God. So church, as we finish this morning, I want to encourage you with a couple of things. I want to encourage you to look forward. I want to encourage you to stretch your head and your eyes towards the future in eager expectation for what God has in store for you and for your family. I know I'm doing that for me, I'm doing that for my family, I'm doing that for our church. I'm doing that because that's who God is and so I can look forward with expectation. I want you to pray expectantly, pray believing that what you are asking for is going to happen. I want you to worship expectantly, not going through the motions and just singing the words to a nice song a deeper and deeper and deeper connection through those times of worship, whether that's at home, whether that's here in church. I want you to give expectantly. The Bible makes it very clear that God loves a cheerful giver, but also, this isn't the motivation, but there is a return to us. As we sow, we also get to reap. So give expectantly share the gospel expectantly this year you might have family you might have neighbors you might have friends work colleagues that you've shared the gospel to many times and nothing has happened next time don't think oh that didn't happen in the past so i'm diluting my future expectation that my friend will get saved and and hear the truth of the gospel Now, next time, share the gospel with expectation that this will be the time when the truth actually hits them deep in here, when those scales are removed and they get to see the truth of who Jesus is. Share it expectantly. I love Elijah. He was expectant when he prayed for rain. I love blind Bartimaeus yelling out to Jesus, expectant that he would be healed. That's the sort of expectation that you and I need to have. Because my final thing to say this morning, when we harness our expectation in a positive, God-centered way, two things happen. First of all, the Holy Spirit changes us. Then when we are changed, he uses us to change the world around us. And so as we finish I want to speak a verse over you today from Philippians 1.20. Here's what it says. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honour to Christ whether I live or I die. Church, may you be expectant and full of hope. Boldly taking each step for Jesus so that you are changing, but also our community and our nation is changing. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.